Hello and everyone, welcome to Ask a Coach with Ngomu. My name is Al Wynant, and today I am really excited to be speaking with Suzanne Muller. She is the CEO of Lovableize. She's a speaker, coach, and author of the book Lovable 21 Practices for Being in Love and Fulfilling Relationships. She's also, she also co authored, sorry, the international best selling book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. So we're close to Valentine's Day, and I thought today was the perfect opportunity to bring Suzanne on board and have a conversation about uh, dating and dating experiences really so um, and also answer your questions we've received so if you are joining us live and you have a question feel free to put it in chat and we'll see if we can get to it during the show and if you're enjoying the show also click the subscribe button to get notified when new shows are available so without further ado hi Suzanne how are you today hi Al I'm great so great I'm excited Glad you're here. So uh, 10 days until Valentine's Day. That's really close to now. So eight days. Is it, oh, he has only eight days now. Oh, yeah. We did the script during the weekend. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, thank you for making me even more nervous to getting it right. <laughs> so let's uh, delve, delve into our conversation here. You are a dating and relationship coach. So before we kick our questions off of our viewers, um, tell me a little bit about your backgrounds and what inspired you to become a, a dating and love coach? I love this question because most people are like, why would you be a dating coach, <laughs> love coach? And it was one of these things, Al, that I made a lot of mistakes in my past. I could not figure out how to date for the life of me. I had a tough childhood, a really bad mm. relationship with my father. I felt really kind of unlovable and not good enough and and unwanted. And, you know, that was pretty impactful for me. So because I wanted love so badly, I kept picking all the wrong people, looking for love in all the wrong places. But then there were all these people around me that wanted love, that could find love. And I was like, how are they doing it? So I got determined and committed to figure out this dating thing, this love thing. How do you have a healthy relationship? How do you have a fulfilling relationship that lasts? So I learned and I studied and I wrote my book, lovable. And I wanted to help with this very and often confusing and frustrating subject for people and help people navigate that. That's beautiful. And before we get into the questions, um, you are a coach with Ngomu coaching on this subject matter. So um, tell us a little bit about your Ngomu coaching community. My Ingomu coaching community is called Create Dating Experiences That You Actually Enjoy. And it's for people that are considering getting out into the dating world, maybe not yet. Maybe they've gone through a divorce and they're preparing themselves and they're about ready to date and they want some advice or some suggestions or some coaching or people that are out in the dating world and maybe something isn't working like, ah, this isn't going so well or I'm doing this well, but this isn't going well. And it's also for people that are in relationships or married because we're always, as, as you've heard me say this before, Al, you're always dating your partner. You can't stop dating them and having romance and intimacy with them. It's important to keep that going. So that's what my dating, uh, my coaching community is about. And it's a valuable lesson I've learned attending your coaching community. So. <laughs> I'm sure um, your wife appreciates that, Al. Oh, um, so we're doing something new going forward with Ask a Coach. So we're asking our viewers, our listeners, to submit questions in advance so we can really go through the issues that you're dealing with. So as you're watching this, feel free 
um, also if you're watching this live early here, feel free to add your questions to the chat and we'll see if we can address them. But we've received some excellent ones from you here in advance. So uh, first question for you, Suzanne, from Connor. I've been messaging with someone via a dating app for a few weeks now. Um, how long should I wait before I suggest an in-person meeting? I love this question. And Connor, thank you for asking this. Like, I'm not a hard and fast rule person, so I'm not going to give any kind of rules ever. However, there is kind of a typical kind of a waiting period. And the thing that I like about why you would text somebody for a, like one to two weeks is so you get to know them. You can find out some questions about them so that when you do go out with them, you know already some things about them. Now, most people don't like to text for three, four, five, six weeks. They're like, come on already. Let's get on this date. However, I am a fan of at least kind of getting to know somebody for a week or two and having some questions to ask them to figure out, do you want to spend your time and energy with this person? So I'd say a week or two would be my suggestion. Oh, that's a long week or two. <laughs> it's a what? It's a long week or two. <laughs> the, um, so... Just, just on a on a personal note, Suzanne, since some people in the podcast know me, you've referred to my wife. It's actually my husband. So, but oh. you probably you probably didn't know that. So. I didn't. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I know some people are listening. Do probably know me when watching. They're like, "What? Did we miss something?" So God, I'm, I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> so, another uh, dating app question from Anissa. Um, how do you write a good dating profile? So, so many profiles seem to be written to attract attention, but they don't seem to provide an authentic picture of the person. Help? Question mark. Help. Yes, Anissa, this is a great question because most people aren't good writers um, about themselves from a profile perspective. So I think there's two parts in this question. One, how to write a profile. And I have helped people write their own online dating profile. And here's a couple tips. Like we could spend all hours, an hour talking about this subject, but I will say a couple tips on writing profiles. Number one, there's two parts about me. So you want to share authentically about you and you want to look at what kind of information do you want to share with these strangers, right? These people are strangers. You don't know them from Adam. So I always tell people share maybe two, three, four interests hobbies that you have, things that, that are important to you. But here's the clincher in what I think is a good profile. Don't write, I like hiking, skiing, and biking. You see that on all profiles. You can say, I like biking. And the, here's the caveat. This is why I like the profiles that I write and, and feedback for you, right? As a suggestion, write why you like it. Because the why you like biking or the why you like to be on nature or why you like your kids or why you like your family that actually provides a connection with somebody because they might have that same kind of why. So add that in your profile when you're talking about you. And then the second piece to the profile is a little bit about who you're looking for. Be specific. A lot of times people shy away from being specific because they're like, well, but then I won't get as much, much interest. However, if you're specific about what you want in somebody, then you're weeding out people that aren't a match for you and you're bringing in people that actually are. So be specific in who you're looking for. A couple of traits, a couple of qualities. You know, is there a certain spirituality you're looking for in somebody? Like, put it out there. What do you have to lose? And then here's the other thing I'll, I'll add about pictures 
it's very frustrating for people when they're online dating and they're spending their time getting to know somebody and then they go on a date and they don't look like their pictures. <laughs> True. So because you're invested in your time to be able to text somebody or talk to somebody on the phone, it is a fair question to ask them, which of these pictures looks like you currently or mm -hmm. now, or do a FaceTime with them or a Zoom call. It is your right to find out what somebody looks like. Don't be afraid to be bold and ask that question because it's very frustrating to go on a date and then somebody doesn't look like their pictures. I think we've all had that experience once in our life, <laughs> at least I think. Um, thank you, Suzanne. So question from Saif, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, I'm single in my late 20s. Where do I go to meet people? I'm not a bar or club person. If I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me this question, I'd be a millionaire. What's the secret? <laughs> no. <laughs> right, and we're actually going to do our session tonight on Ngomu app uh, about this very subject. But I, I would, it's a great question. So the, the quick answer is you can actually meet somebody anywhere. Okay? Like you really can't. If your energy is up and your vibe is up and you're feeling friendly and you're smiling and your energy is open and on, you could meet someone anywhere, okay? Yeah, a lot of people don't want to meet people in bars. However, my second piece to this, to this question is, and it depends. It's going to depend on what your interests are. It's going to depend on the kind of person that fulfills you. So I always tell people, if you want to go, and, and as you know, I am a fan of online dating as one avenue, not all your eggs in one basket, but one avenue online dating is good because you have a lot of single people out there. Second avenue, though, is to look for yourself about, huh, what kind of a person will fulfill me? I do this list called the fulfillment list, and I spend a lot of time with clients on really figuring out who will fulfill you, what kind of person will fulfill you. And based on that, if hiking fulfills you, go hiking. If you love to country dance, go country dancing. If you want somebody that's a Christian, go to a Christian service or go to Christian singles. So you want to mirror where you go with the types of people that you could meet by going there. Does that make sense, Al? No, that makes perfect sense. And I received a question via text. Um, maybe ties to that a little bit from, from Jay. Um, the question was, you know, I'm having a really hard time meeting people, but I think my expectations are too high. How do I manage that? And so I thought that was an interesting question as well. That is a very interesting question. And it kind of goes back to people need to do the work. I do uh -huh. the work with people called a fulfillment list to figure out what kind of a person will fulfill you. And then as you're dating people, look, we're evaluating people. We are. And it's a way to evaluate based on your needs and your wants and their needs and their wants. Like, mm -hmm. are you a good fit? Because so many times, Alan, I know you've heard these stories too. People are a year down the road or they're six months down the road or they're married. And then they're like, oh man, why am I so miserable and unhappy? Well, it's because they haven't done the work in the beginning and asked the right questions to really find that person that's a good fit, fit for them. It's so true. So on the other side here, um, Keaton stated that he is head over heels for someone and wants to know how you know if it's true love. Uh, 
This was a really, really great question. And, you know, true love is a feeling that you have. Mm -hmm. However, as we all know, it takes way more than being in love to have a healthy relationship. And that's why there are certain areas of life that you have to be a match on. Not everything, but certain things, especially having some key values together. And I also like find true love. Like, do you feel seen by somebody? Do you feel heard by somebody? Do you feel like, you know, do they get you at that like soul level? Mm -hmm. And I have that with my boyfriend. And, you know, it's just an intuition. You have to ask yourself, is this true love? But then there's a lot of things to be compatible about as well, not just being in love, because we all know we've all been in love, but we've all, I don't know about you, but I've picked the wrong per person before. And then it gets really expensive during the divorce. <laughs> I've been through it. So I wanted to take my time and know exactly what I was looking for. And I think, you know, true love or commitment or having the same values is all part of that. But I think part of it, and, and Al, I'm curious to know your thoughts about this too, is like trusting your instincts on that? Does it feel like it's true? Does it feel like healthy and fulfilling and good for you? That's I, a great question. I think it's interesting. I'm a true believer in gut feeling. So I think if you know it's true, you kind of know in your gut. You know, if it's not, there's always that little tiny bit of doubt. So if there's, if I think if that doubt's there, why is that there? So yeah. is it you? Is it the other person? So I'm not sure. So yeah, and listen to that. Yeah, and maybe there's another conversation to have to eliminate that doubt. But I, if I had a dollar as well for so many people that said, "Hey," as I was walking down that aisle to get married to that person, I kind of had that little doubt, and they're like, "I wish I listened to that little voice in my head." <laughs> you could have turned around. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anyway, I just want people to really have the best shot at having a lasting relationship. That's what people really want. And it takes a lot of conversations and it takes a lot of, mm -hmm. of getting to know people. That's true. And, you know, this is kind of a good segue for the next question here. So Kelly wants to know how to date again. They've been married for uh, 15 years and there isn't much of a dating life between uh, her husband and herself. And so she wants to make um, her their their dating life fun again. What I'm really do? happy. I'm really happy that you asked this question. Um, it was Kelly, right, Al? Yes. Uh, yes, it was. Kelly. Yeah. Thank you for asking this. And I talk a little bit about this in my uh, coaching community on Ingomu because we we're always dating our partner. And I don't think that there's, you know, if you're not dating or, you know, maybe the spark isn't there as much anymore. I, I gave this idea the other day when I was on uh, a podcast, which is, you know, you have to have date nights and date nights take planning and it takes putting it in your schedule. And even if it's not going out once a week, maybe it's every other week and it's something to look forward to between you two. And I gave the idea and the suggestion that maybe, maybe you plan a date one week and then maybe your partner plans the next date or you surprise each other you know what each other likes but i think people can get comfortable oh let's just watch have dinner watch tv and go to bed it does take effort for sure to keep that romance and you know that dating life alive and go do adventures or what's something you both enjoy doing you know have that conversation between you because you have such a wonderful opportunity being in a relationship thoughts about that al mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think sometimes we put these high expectations on ourselves, you know, a date, you know, is it this four hour elaborate getting out for dinner and dancing, whatever that may be, you know, what also can be we have 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour to go for a nice cup of coffee and just sit and have a conversation. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. There's, you know, these, these are because I'm, I'm extremely busy. And so finding these times and it was funny a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a Saturday night. I'm walking around Target and we look at each other and go like, this is a fun date. <laughs> That's it was, perfect. It was time we had together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it's not a traditional date, obviously, but it's, sort of, you know, it's, it's about having meaningful time together, I think. Yeah, it's, I love that. Meaningful time, that. a cup of coffee, a quick drink. A nice yeah. dinner doesn't hurt once in a while, you know. Yeah, <laughs> even an hour to go out for dinner and sit across the table and look at them and have a conversation. Oh, so yeah. true. So that would be my suggestion to kind of after 15 years, right? Congratulations of being married for 15 years. Like keep that spark alive, but it does take effort and it takes planning or a little bit of you know spontaneity. Here's to many more for Kelly and her husband. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Jason wants to surprise his partner for Valentine's Day. His partner isn't someone who seems to like surprises. How can he create something special for the holiday and not annoy his surprise phobic partner? <laughs> sorry, for, sorry to smile at that. No, <laughs> it's a, a really I have great one of those question. at home too. I love that. First of all, you're being so thoughtful, Jason, like, oh, my partner does not like surprises. So here's my first suggestion. Do not surprise your partner. I wouldn't do it because you do not want an annoyed person with you that evening. So if you really know that your partner doesn't like surprises, I would have a conversation prior to Valentine's Day. Like, hey, I know you don't like surprises. I'd really love to surprise you, but out of respect for you, I don't want to surprise you because I know that that's not your favorite thing. Is And then have the conversation about what your partner would like to do for Valentine's Day and maybe get a little bit of buy-in from you know, your partner. Because last thing you want, and I get like your heart is so wonderful to want to surprise your partner, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do a surprise if you know that your partner does not like surprises. I would avoid it because you don't want one of those Valentine's Day where the person's upset at you. That would be my, my feedback. That would be my tip. I'm 100% with you because I have the same one at home and it never ends well. <laughs> or that, that hasn't for me that way. So. Yeah. And the fact that you've already said that and know that, like, I would have the conversation up front about what that looks like for both of you and like what would be fun and enjoyable for both of you that night. So true. Yep. So, and with Valentine's Day coming up in eight days, <laughs> what <laughs> advice can you share to make this evening, you know, meaningful for yourself if you're single um, or, or for you and your partner? This is an interesting question, Al, because many singles who aren't dating right now, it's a, many singles don't like Valentine's Day and I can understand why. It's tough. Mm. Um, they don't. They don't like Valentine's Day. They feel awfully lonely um, on Valentine's Day. So for singles, here's I'm going to give you two sides of the coin for singles, and then we'll move to couples. Number one, if you don't like Valentine's Day and you're a little frustrated that you don't have a date for Valentine's Day, stay home. Don't go on Facebook. Don't look at all the mushy gushy stuff, okay? I'm just being honest and transparent here. Just have a meaningful evening to yourself. 
cook a great dinner at home, watch a movie, grab some popcorn, call a friend, take a bath, like just do some self-care for yourself. And if you are single and you have a date, you know, go out and have a great date with somebody, right? Getting to know you, get connected, have a great time. That Those would be my uh, suggestions about Valentine's Day for singles. If you're a couple, of course, you know, do some planning, you know, it just really depends on what your partner is looking for. And also, it might not be on Valentine's Day. I don't know about you, but if you don't like the crowds, avoid going out that night. My boyfriend and I were going to go out the Saturday before. We're going to go out to a really, really nice lunch. And I'm taking the day off on Valentine's Day. So I, I think Valentine's Day, remember, we have to remember it's a Hallmark holiday. Let's remember that, folks. There's a lot of pressure about Valentine's Day. And just make it a day about you. I remember when I was single, I would say, I'll, I'd tell my girlfriend, will you be my Valentine? And, and I took the opportunity to just appreciate people, everybody mm -hmm. in your life, family, friends, coworkers, just tell them what you appreciate about them. Make it a day of just kindness and love versus so much pressure to have to have a Valentine, you know, like we did in, at school. That would be my suggestion. It's like, what's it called for Thanksgiving? Friendsgiving or something at Thanksgiving? So Friendsgiving, your, right? You get together with your I friends. I'm not sure that to make Valentine's Day and that kind of word. Yeah. But. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, and I saw the comment that kind of popped up quickly. The gal mm -hmm. that said, "Hey, that's a great idea about surprises and all that." I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. When you say that, you know that they don't like surprises. Yeah, exactly. It respects their feelings. That's exactly that's right. True. You want people to feel respected. And then we had another comment: self-care Valentine. That's right, self-care Valentine. You know. Who doesn't like some, I don't know. There are people that like some alone time and some me time and other people that need to be out and they feel better when they're out with people. So maybe they go out with their friends, like a That's group right. of friends and just hang out. Yeah, great suggestion, Teresa. So what are your top three takeaways um, you want to leave our viewers, listeners with today based on our chat today? It's <sighs> a really great question. Well, I think um, there's so much, right, that we could talk about for singles as far as if they don't have a date right now, like how to support them and, you know, really like take an action would be, you know, if you're if people are feeling like, oh, I really wish I had a date and I had a Valentine, take an action, jump online, go schedule some time to go meet somebody, you know, go do something fun that you mm -hmm. enjoy. Um, again, Valentine's Day is, it's a beautiful holiday and it is a Hallmark holiday. Take the pressure off, take the pressure off and just go enjoy, just go do something that you like. Like I took the day off, like that was something for me. I may or may not even see my boyfriend that day. We're going to you know, spend it uh, the day before. Um, if you're a couple, I, I think it's time for us to really be expressing ourselves and mm. whether or not it's love or appreciation or just something to people just share how much you you love them and of course al we hope that people are not just expressing their love on valentine's day <laughs> i guess it's a nice day to kind of remember somebody um, but just take the pressure off and have a have a great time on valentine's day it's not like we get we people get the day off but it would be it would be nice next national holiday but we had a really great suggestion for a new name i'll put it on the screen here Galentine's Day, right? Yeah, go out with your girlfriends. 
Oh, that's that's. Thank you for sharing. You never know, easy. right? If you're out with your girlfriends, and then there's a group of guys out with their guy friends, you never know. Guy in times day doesn't sound so right. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> Suzanne, what what's the one thing I should have asked you I didn't? Hmm. I would say, you know, for really talking to singles today about how to meet people is there's a few ways to really meet people. Um, and I think it's an important conversation, Al, to have, mm -hmm. which is how do you meet people? So I'm going to go through these. OK, so this is kind of some of my session for tonight. Meetups are a great way to meet people, but go with a topic that in a subject that you like. If you like hiking, go hiking. Online dating is a great option as well. Just don't just online date, you know, and, and some people are go on to online dating sites, which is good as well. The other way you could meet somebody is I tell people, tell your friends that you're single and you're available and you're looking. However, if you're going to ask your friends to set you up, you have to give them two or three kind of must haves. Give them a little bit of information about the kind of person that you're looking for. Otherwise, it can be actually a disaster and very, very uncomfortable for, you know, both sides. Like, oh, my God, well, we set her up. Well, she must not have appreciated it. Well, yes, you appreciate it, but you have to give your friends a few nuggets about the kind of person um, that you're looking for. So true. And then the other thing is, is locally, you know, think about your town that you live in. You go to the grocery store, you go to the dry cleaners, you know, think about where you go on a daily basis. If people are smiling and talking to people and friendly and opening conversation with somebody, you never know who you could meet. And guess what? You don't have to travel anywhere because they're right there in your city. Wouldn't that be cool? I have friends that live close to a park. I tell them, go for a walk, go sit on the bench. Those are your neighbors normally that are there. Um, let me see, what, uh, what other suggestions Al, that I have as far as where people can I think it's so funny, years ago, I had a dog, very cute dog, but he was a little bit disabled. So we had a stroller for him. And so every time we walked him in the stroller, everyone stopped and talked with us. And I go like, we should rent this dog out for people who need dates. <laughs> So the dog in the stroller was like a was a magnet. A dog magnet, a dog park as well. Dog park is a great place to meet That's people. True. Absolutely. And I know people have a big fear of going out by themselves, Al. True. Like they don't want to go out by themselves. I understand. But it, it, it does take a lot of confidence to go out to dinner by yourself or go out country dancing by yourself and go out because people will approach you more. If you're out by yourself, then they will in a group. I know it feels safe, but I'm going to challenge people to really stretch yourself. Get outside of your, get outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in your, as you were sharing here, two, two things. The one thing is I so agree with if your friends are setting you up that you have to let them know in essence what you're looking for. This happened to me 30 years ago. But a lot of friends were trying to set me up. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> a lot of friends were trying yeah. to set me up. And each, every time I came out of that, my question was to my friends, how well do you think you know me? Because it was always this like disaster with the people they were setting up, no compatibility. Sure. Yeah. But this, this, the, second, the second thing is you brought something up about the dating apps. 
I was out recently with some friends and one of them is on a, is on a dating app. And I got, a, I somewhat got a little confused because they were not on one dating app. They were on multiple dating apps. So what do you, what's the recommendation there? Is there, do you stick with one? Do you stick with multiple? What's, what game do you play there? That's a good question. You don't play any games, first of all. But Sorry for that language. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, my suggestion is two. However, I tell people you can start with one, but I wouldn't like get a year-long, six-month subscription though. Like start with like three months. Is it working for you? Are you meeting people? Do you like the good quality of people on there? Some people like will will do a eHarmony and a match and an OkCupid, right, where they can put a big profile. And then a lot of my clients will do a swiper one, like a Bumble or a hmm. or a Hinge or something like that to do two, right, two, two types of styles. But again, my and I actually had a male client that jumped on three, and he met somebody and he's married. I think it depends on your budget. <laughs> that can get expensive. <laughs> I can get very busy as well. If you're comfortable doing one, great. Uh, you know, it depends on the style that you like. I met my boyfriend last February um, on Match because I like being able to create a profile and adding in a profile and being able to read someone's profile. I am not a fan of the swiping and all the texting because you have really nothing to start with. It's just a lot of back and forth and you almost like start from mm -hmm. scratch because you don't have much information uh, to go on. <laughs> yeah, became a full-time job. Exactly, Maureen. Yeah. And then there are people that are like, God, if I could get somebody to email me back and just respond to one of my emails or mm -hmm. what, you know, people tend to be like, what's wrong with me? Why can, you know, you get all these emails and I don't get any. So that's why I tell people use online dating as one avenue. You know, I'm also a big fan of like you doing some searches and you sending out, you know, some quick emails as well. Don't, you know, just sit there and wait. I think it's definitely a two-sided thing. And then do some meetups and go out with friends or go out by yourself. Do the things that you love in life because that's what makes you happy. And when we do what makes us happy and what we love, we light up. We're more attractive. And it's a lot more attractive to other people versus when I have a partner, then I'll go do this thing. It's kind of backwards, Al. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, so true. Amen, amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. You know, the other thing that I would love to share with people, especially that are single, we touched on this earlier, which is this fulfillment list that I do for people, which is really being able to identify what will fulfill somebody, what will have them be a good, lasting, healthy partner for me. And since we have some time, Al, I'm going to share the categories that I use in this list. There are categories like communication, spirituality or religion, family relations, because we all know, right, when you're in a relationship, right, like families integrated, politics, uh, sense of humor, and not just sense of humor, Al, but like what kind of sense of humor do you vibe mm. with? Some people True. like are sarcastic and they love somebody sarcastic, but then there are people like me. I don't like sarcastic sense of humor. People have dry sense of humor. People have intelligent sense of humor. So this list is really specific about what are you looking for? Not your don't wants. Okay. Let's keep going right at the categories. What did we say? Communication, 
spirituality, politics, sense of humor, personal growth, mm. travel, sex and intimacy, because it's very, very important, career, money, health and fitness. So it's like 14 different categories, Al. And then normally I do the writing, but people can do the writing. Like write out what do you want? Don't write what you don't want because that's actually the pitfall. Mm -hmm. That's why I do the writing because I can catch when somebody's like, well, I don't want, well, isn't this not that I'm like, ah, if they're not dramatic, what would they be? If they're not bad with money, what would they be? And then they have to catch themselves and flip it into what they do want. Otherwise we're just attracting, you know, cause I had an alcoholic father. I was attracting, I don't want a, a, a guy that drinks. I don't want a guy that drinks a lot. I don't want a guy that drinks too much. Well, guess who I was attracting now? Yep. All the alcoholics. And I had to do the work on myself years ago because it was so frustrating. Well, it's part of, it's with anything. It's with, with your career, it's with life, it's with dating. Sort of that visualization of what you want, focusing on what you want, the positives versus what, what you don't want. Because if you, if you really, if you focus on that, that's the stuff that happens for some yeah. reason. So the focusing on that positive part of it is so, is so important. And we have a coach for that. <laughs> Pitch. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. So as a reminder, everyone, you're watching uh, or listening, depending when you, when you hear this, to Ask a Coach with Ngoma. My name is Alwynet. And today we're speaking with coach uh, Suzanne Muller, who is a dating and love coach. So, Suzanne, anything you want to add before I delve into the 10 rapid fire style questions? Oh, no, this is such a great conversation. I'm so committed that people that are single, that if they really do want a relationship, that they have it. And, you know, I struggled with there's something wrong with me and what's wrong with me and all of that. And it took a lot of work. And I always tell people that if you're willing to learn it, if you're willing to do the work and learn it, you can do it. Because mm -hmm. don't you think, Al, like it's a, it's a skill. Dating is a skill to learn. But then once you have it, you have it and you can bring it into your healthy relationship. And I think it gets harder as you get older because there's, you sort of get set in your ways and then opening yourself up to someone else in your life, I think becomes a little harder as you get older. And I've yes. seen that with some friends and, yeah. and some other people where it's like, I'm set in my ways. I like to do stuff this way. It's like, well, <laughs> now there's we another person. Sure, we have yeah. preferences. I agree, right. Al. And you know, what's interesting you'd say about that is, um, especially as people are coming out of divorces, which is very, very common, especially later in life, they're like, this isn't the person I want to be with forever. So they're going to go look newly, which is awesome. And I commend people to do that. But what you're pointing to is the prep preparation work as well. Like if people mm -hmm. don't feel prepared to date, you know, there are some great exercises in my book, Lovable you know, to really have people feel prepared to get back out on that dating journey and find love newly. Cause I'm sure we all have friends, right. That have found love twice and three times and four times. And I know people that have been married seven times before they just don't give up. They're committed. And even if they fall down and make a mistake, like I have done, they get back up and it's a journey and a process. One thing it's also a challenge. We, we sort of have this kind of joke in the house and, you know, we're, we're very, we've been together for 25 years and we're happily married. But the joke is always, if you or I die or we get divorced, I'm never dating again. Um, because how dating has changed since, you know, we met before cell phones. 
you know, and now the whole technology and that whole, everything is so different. So where you have to come in in that world and go like, wow, how do I do this now? And that's where a coach like you comes in, you know, of course. It is, but it's also where a coach like Teresa Byrne, who teaches about boundaries, Correct. It comes in as well, because that is one area that people do not, are, they're afraid to set boundaries. And Teresa has such a great way of, of setting boundaries with people to keep yourself safe, sacred, and a sane. Thank you, Suzanne. So as we're wrapping up here, I want to just um, ask us your, or ask you our 10, 10 rapid oh, fire okay, questions sure. here. Ready for this. <laughs> so what did you want to be when you were, when you grew up? Happy. Um, I love this one because I can't wait to hear your answer. What's the best pickup line you've ever heard? Ah, I don't like pickup lines. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Oh, I thought I was going to get a secret here. No. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I don't give pickup lines. <laughs> uh, what are you most passionate about in life? People. What does your morning routine look like? Oh, I love making my coffee in the morning. Is there a common misunderstanding or stereotype about your profession? Oh, yes. People think like I'm Hitch. It's like the movie Hitch of what I do, when it's totally hmm. not. That's interesting. What show are you binging right now or binge watching? Right I'm not now? a TV girl. I don't binge watch TV. Yep. Wow. Uh, can you share with the audience three must-read books? Ooh, yes. Um, Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Attached, you know, that talks about are you an anxious, secure, or an avoidant type? And of course, my book, Lovable. What's the one thing you do every day that adds to your success? Mm, I exercise and move, move energy. If you could invite three people to dinner, living or dead, who would you invite? Uh, Oprah, Brene Brown, and Mel, Mel Robbins. Hmm. And please finish this statement. Leadership is. Hmm. Leadership is making mistakes and owning it. Thank you, Suzanne, for sharing. I had a blast today and learned a few things. It's always uh, fun talking to you Al, about <laughs> this subject. I'll share with you later what my Valentine's Day will end up looking like. And maybe I put it in the comments <laughs> since I'm not allowed to surprise. But um, so share with us how people should they want to work with you, get to know you. What's what's the best way of doing that? How can they get a hold of you? Sure. Probably the best way is my website, which is uh, lovableize, lovableize.com. Yeah, exactly. Right there. It's a verb, you know, because I felt so unlovable. I was like, how do I feel lovable? So I made up this word, lovableize.com. That's very nice. So Suzanne, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you sharing with us. Um, and we will see you again next week, Monday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time Live. And we'll be talking with financial coach Jen Nash. And we're really going to be talking about how you can get out of debt. So if you have any questions on that, please feel free to share them with us via our Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And then we'll use them during the show in the conversation about getting out of that. So um, thank you, Suzanne, for being here today. Thank you, everyone, for dialing in today. It was great seeing you. And make it a great rest of your day. Make it yeah. a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.